Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. think we might be live dolan as i've just had the notification through on my phone hello welcome back to the villa view it's time for the post-match pint in association with purity some things are more important than football and tonight obviously we're all very frustrated with what's happened to villa but something far more tragic and far more important happened last week last week aston villa lost one of their biggest fans in jack ryan 29 years of age went out for a jog last wednesday never came back home, hit by a car and unfortunately lost his life at the scene. Obviously tragic and everyone at the Villa View sends their their condolences, their commiserations to, to the family and friends of Jack. Absolute tragic incident and something that none of us like to hear. I spoke to a couple of his friends and they've told me that he was a massive fan of the Villa View. So it, it only seems right that we dedicate this show tonight in memory of Jack. And, and you'll notice at the top of the screen, there is a, a change.org link where you can actually go in and sign the petition to make the bridge where Jack was unfortunately killed. If you go onto that link, you'll be able to sign a petition to try and make that area safe because, quite frankly, it's not fit for purpose. No one should have to go out for a run and not come back home. That crossing sounds like an absolute nightmare and thousands of people have, have commented on social media saying how bad it is. So, Jack, he sounds like a wonderful person from what his friends say. I mean, you can tell by his picture up on the screen now. Just just look at his face, look at his smile in his villa shirt. And as I say, everyone at the Villa View sends their commiserations to, to his family and friends because it really is a tragic incident. Dolan's with me as ever for the post-match point. And we've got Aaron and Omar as well. And as I say, I mean, it's, it seems academic after what I've just been talking about. But Aston Villa, a plucky Aston Villa a fallen 2-0 to Man City in the end. And, and Dolan will come on to the officiating 
frustrating as as it seems to be every game when we come on and talk when Villa have lost it feels like the referees and VAR have had some input but after what's happened 19 days without a game it was, it was a big effort from Villa wasn't it and, and a good performance yeah no it was it was great and like first and foremost like you know just rest in peace Jack and um, you know well yeah. said that at the start you know it's it's never easy but um, just you know Thoughts go out to his family and friends and and um, everyone that knew him and um, you know even though we we I didn't know Jack it you know it, it hits you hard when when it's a fellow yeah. a fellow Villa fan especially someone that watches the show you know um, yeah I think we did I think we actually did meet him at QPR away I've, I've been told someone told me that we actually yeah. had a little chat with him after the game so again that makes it feel more more real yeah so you know. When you come on and, and you listen to, to what you to what you said at the start and, and you've read the messages about about Jack and, and, and what a nice guy he was, then then for me tonight that doesn't really that doesn't really come into my thinking at all. You know, it's just a game of football. Um, yeah. But we're we're here to talk about it and we have to talk about it. Um, so you know, I thought we played really well. I thought we were I thought we were excellent. Um, really proud. I mean, what a shift. I thought my target was unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, I thought Cash was really good because I know Trari looked a little bit leggy getting back, so Cash was almost doing the job of um, of, of two. Um, thought Trari improved um, his, tra- his tracking back towards the end of the first half and and during during the second half. Um, keeper was great. Mings was was brilliant. Conza was. Br- I mean, it was a great it was a great team effort. Um, McGinn looked a little bit wayward with the shooting. He looked a little bit off, a little bit off target. There was a few times tonight when he. Um, when he had a go with his left foot, a few misplaced passes, but it's to be expected. You know, we haven't played a game of football in 19 days, and exactly. and um, you know, we, we, the last two games we've played are away to United and away to City, who are first and second in the, in the league, uh, center first and third in the league, um, and uh, and and we've been in the game, we've been in both games complete, uh, completely been in both games. Thought you know, per, a harsh decision for the, for the Pogba penalty, and then this decision that that we that we saw um, with the offside. With the offside um, rule, I mean, everyone's saying that it's uh, it's 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 the correct decision. If you if you dive into the rule book, everyone's saying it's, it's the correct decision. But uh, I didn't know anything about it. Look, it looked offside me, but um, everyone says it's 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 the rules and the rules are the rules. And you know, we go down two 0 But nah, just again, just super proud, super proud. Yeah, Aaron as the the fittest amongst us just just how much of a herculean effort was that from the players tonight after not one 19 days without a game and two a lot of them we don't know specifically who a lot of them will have been recovering from the after effects of covid yeah absolutely great mate um and i think i think what tonight showed was that um we, we have a team of real fit players now and we have a team of real resilient soldiers working in every aspect of every part of the game um you know, 19 days off, being struck by COVID, uh, having to deal with not being in the training camp, mingling with each other, that kind of breakdown of dynamics and everything like that, you would expect to have a have an impact on a team. But tonight that didn't show at all. You know, it looked like we played yesterday. Um, I thought we were great. I thought we were really, really solid. Masterclass defensively in the first half. Um, yeah. A few little errors here and there in the second. But um yeah, massive shift. Uh, it's Matty Target, I agree with Dole's. You know, um, Matty Target was phenomenal tonight and it's a shame that he went off. Um, what a player he's becoming. You know, his left-back ability um, is coming on heaps and bounds game by game. Um, and every game that he plays, he improves and, he, and, he, and he's really showing now the, the faith that Dean and, and the boys are putting in when they first brought him to the club last uh, few years back. So, um, yeah. yeah, great, great performance. And Martinez, what a man. I mean, he is... He is a different class and he is the goalkeeper that we have been 
searching for, looking for, uh, fighting tooth and nail to get hold of for, for, for many, many years. In my opinion, since kind of the Friedels of this world, you know, I love Tom Heaton, don't get me wrong, but Martinez is just another level. Um, and we're very, very lucky to have him. But it was a good performance, um, undone by weird decisions, uh, you know, an existence of, of VAR that didn't show up. And when it would when it would have done, perhaps in another circumstance, in another game for another big team. And I don't know, I'm, I'm losing my faith with that system now. And I think most of us will agree it's a, it's it's everything that we do nowadays. We get gets involved with VAR or you know, there's a there's a refereeing mistake or something that contributes to to the reason that we haven't won the game when really a draw tonight or a win would have been quite doable. Um, so, yeah, great performance all round. Pleased with the boys and, and proud of their performance they put in. Yeah, Omar, I mean, I know you're absolutely paid off with the uh, the decision, paid off with, with, with VAR. Yeah. The thing is with VAR now, as a Villa fan, and people harp on about the goal line technology, it's boring. It's a completely separate thing. I don't care about it opposition fans it is that, that harp on about that. But every time it goes to VAR, you just know we're going to come the wrong end of it. I, I can't I can't remember a time we've come out the right end of, of when VAR have a look at something. We always seem to be at the wrong end, don't we? Yeah, yeah it's all, I mean, especially this season. Obviously, I think the last time a VAR decision went for us was probably against Crystal Palace, I think, when they had the goal, goal chalked off. I, I can't remember yeah. anything this season. And so it's been tight margins. And, you know, it's just you want something to go for you, like, the, the, the Fernandez pen, well, sorry, the Pogba pen when Pogba went down, you know, that, if that's Villa again, and, and, you know, we saw against Brighton how he got overturned. If that's Villa, that gets overturned. And it seems like there's still, the issue is they've still got referees who are making the decision. Um, so it's still subjective, really. It's still some, some judgment involved. And it's still the same as it's always been. The bigger teams get the decisions. That's what it seems to be. Um, yeah. And and it's it's just unfortunate for Villa that again we're on the wrong end of uh, another decision. And I I mean okay they're talking about the rule book on on BT and how it's actually offside and all that kind of stuff. And he wasn't gaining an advantage. Well, obviously he was. He he tried to tackle Mings. You know that that's that's ludicrous in the first place. But fair enough if that's the rule. But then there's about three thousand penalties. Uh, three sorry three thousand offsides that have been given in the history of the Premier League that have all been uh, wrongly given because that happens in games all the time. That kind of situation uh, you know players offside coming back from an offside position uh and, yeah. and you know what mings has done he doesn't know rule 17 subsection 14 of the premier league rule book when he's playing does he he's just it's just a normal premier league match and normally when that happens the player's offside he touches the ball or heads the ball if the player tries to challenge him they give it they give it offside and end of the day that's what should have been done and VAR wouldn't have overturned it if 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 the referees on the pitch and the lines are on the pitch gave that offside there's no way VAR are overturning it and exactly you know, that, that's that end of the day that that's what it comes down to that's what it boils down to it's just in, inconsistency again and again we're at the end of it it's just a joke I'm, I'm just sick of it I'm just it's just a shame though because we played uh, yeah I mean Man City was much the better team especially the second yeah, half they, they, deserve, they, they deserve the win let's be honest but the way we defended, you know, the way we stuck in, that's the first time this season where we've had to do that kind of last-ditch defending, really, I think. Um, you know, the way we defended. And we showed... If that goal doesn't go in, that first goal go, doesn't go in, then I think we get a nil-nil draw at the very least. Uh, I was sure of that, the way we were defending. But it's just gone against us. And all that effort's for nothing, really. And um, it's just a shame. I feel sorry for the players more than anything else. Yeah, because Dolan, I mean, the rules are the rules, and if they are the rules, then they're fair enough. I, I can't say I've, I've read up on those specific rules, so so I don't know. But to say he hasn't gained an advantage is laughable. 
whether Mings has taken a touch or not, someone has come from an offside position, disrupted him. I think Mings has taken his time because he thinks he's okay to do that because mm-hmm. the guy behind mm-hmm. him is offside. So it, to say it hasn't had an impact and it, that it's not, it's not offside is laughable. But still, it's still a risky game, you know. If, even if, I mean, when does he become active again then? So he's, he's coming from an offside position. Mings takes the touch. So when when That's is he come get. active? So. So you know, for me, you just gotta you just gotta get rid of it. Um, but listen, Mings had a had a phenomenal game. Um, I just don't get this 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 idea of like every week there's a, another fall guy. You know, every week there's another there's another fall guy. You know, now everyone's saying bring in Courtney Halls. Well, I mean, this time last year everyone was absolutely slitting Courtney Halls. You know, why didn't why didn't Elgazi start this time last month? Everyone was slitting Elgazi. So listen. That's why I don't tend to to really read um, a lot of what goes on on, on the Villa twi- uh, Twitter and on on the ABFC hashtag because it's absolute nonsense. And um, even so, some of these comments that are coming through on this on this YouTube um, chat are absolute nonsense too. And uh, I have to say, some of the some of the things that that you read are ridiculous. You know, um, no, I thought I thought we were brilliant today. I thought every man was brilliant. Um, and uh, listen, it's, it's, it, no one likes it a defeat. Um, you, we spoke. We spoke last week about, um, you know, could the COVID derail our season? I hope not. We looked. We still look like, as Aaron said, we still look like we we had played together only last week. Um, and uh, um, and you know, we we're, we're going into Saturday now. I think tonight would have would have given us um, a lot of fitness back in back in the legs. Um, and um, yeah, I think uh, I still think we played played really well. Um, I know. If you're if you're an opposing fan, if you're a City fan watching that, you know you're going to be quite impressed with Aston Villa. I heard the commentator yeah, yeah, say, "Yeah, it's popped up on the screen." Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I heard the commentator say that say um, that uh, it was the best nil nil he'd seen up until that point, um, which is yeah. great. You know, people people like to watch us. We we play well. We 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 play the right way. Um, we look good going forward, and um, and yeah, I mean. Apart from getting getting beaten, which 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 I never like to see, but Man City are a phenomenal team, and you know the way they pass the ball is just absolutely incredible, and you know they're light years ahead of 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 anything you know I've ever seen in terms of the way they play, and uh, trying to play against that for ninety minutes must just be an absolute nightmare. And um, you know I got a WhatsApp from from a dad saying, you know that's what happens when you sit back, but I said to him, you know we nah, didn't we Mr. didn't miss that we didn't, I know, I know, and you know, usually he's he's on point with his football, but um, but uh, he, uh, you know, I said, you know, we didn't sit back. They just, they just smother you. They absolutely smother you. You know, it's tiring watching them play because they're just so good in the ball, and they, they just, um, they just run teams absolutely ragged. So listen, they deserve to win it. Frustrated, of course, but you know, big, big game Saturday night to go and put it right. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, for many of us, that the last game we, we were at. What was Man City at Wembley nearly a year ago now? The two Villa teams that we've seen, the team we saw that day and the team we've saw tonight, it's night and day really, isn't it? And that's something to be pleased with and proud of. Yeah, absolutely, mate. The the, the team that we saw at Wembley uh, were, were a complete contrast to what we saw tonight. And, and what we're seeing consistently now this season, you know, we have come on heaps and bounds. Um, whatever's been going on in the back room, uh, on the training field, between the players, that kind of camaraderie, uh, those dynamics, that kind of mentality that the boys now have and that belief in each other and that trust in each other and in the coaching staff to kind of get the right result. Um, 
it was phenomenal. And, and I remember watching the, the Wembley match at the, in the cup final against City and thinking, you know, at any moment now we could crumble. Um, and I didn't, I didn't sense that tonight. Um, not even after the goal, you know, I sensed that there was there was this kind of fight left in us, and that even though we conceded one, we wouldn't let it go, and yeah. we wouldn't crumble, and we didn't crumble, and we've not crumbled this year, um, and I think that's a, a huge progression for us um, because we were a team of young boys, young talent who who didn't didn't quite get the mould right in that first season. Yes, we escaped relegation, um, and, and and we've just kicked on since then, mate, and, and I'm really pleased with with how how we look now on the field and. And we do make teams like Man City um, work hard. And yes, I agree, you know, Man City probably deserved their win tonight. I mean, Foden, uh, Bernardo Silva, all of those players on the, on, on, the, on the peripheral of Man City at the top there. You know, they're just incredible players. And, and, when, and when you make things difficult for players like that, um, I think it really shows the progression and the kind of uh, developments that we're making. And we've still got quite a long way to go, in my opinion. We still need some quality recruits in. Um, you know, the first team look phenomenal and we've got an immense set up there. But as soon as you start knocking into the bench and knocking down the players that are kind of rotation squad players, um, you can really see the, the lack of quality, not lack of effort or lack of ability so much, but lack of quality. And we, and we need that on the bench because that was the difference. Um, and that is the difference between us and, and a top four, top six club at the moment, you know, that ability to bring on that game changer, which we don't currently have. But um, yeah, mate, uh, you know, I, I, th I think what we need to be uh, have a perspective, have real perspective on where we are now and where we were a year ago, um, because, you know, things have changed dramatically and things have improved drastically. And I think we we are on a real roll. And I don't think tonight will hamper us. I think we'll go out Saturday and I think we'll we'll, we'll turn over you know, any team in front of us if we, if we play like that tonight and just, just finish off our chances as and when we can and when they're given to us. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think, you know, I mean, Leicester is sitting top of the league at the moment. If, if they're to lose Jamie Vardy, Vardy the, the drop-off of Iganacho coming in, I would say, I know he always scores against us, but that drop-off is quite big and that is the difference between the Villa and the Leicesters at, at the moment compared to the, the stereotypical big boys. I mean, Omar, for all the, all we talk about how Villa's resilience and they were so, so resolute defensively, we had a couple of moments and we had some chances as well. I mean, just before Man City scored, Jacob Ramsey nearly got on the end of something, didn't he? Great defending from Diaz. Yeah, I mean, I, I always thought we could nick it, to be honest. We always looked quite dangerous on the uh, on the break. First half, we got in some really good positions. And you could tell, you know, Barkley, um, you know, worked hard, but you can tell he was off his game. Um, his sort of yeah, final he's not decision. there, is he's not, and Which is understandable. He hasn't played since, what, the first minute of the Brighton game. And... You know, he's still finding his way back and match fitness is a completely different thing to, to normal fitness. So, uh, you know, you sort of get that. And, you know, Barkley, fully fit, playing a number of matches and in form, plays that ball to Grealish, no problem. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that a, that's a big chance. And second half, you know, yeah, I mean, Man City were all over us and we defended so well, but there was a number of chances. The Ramsey, you know, inches away from slotting it in. Great work by Ollie Watkins. Um, McGinn, you know, Grealish, again, fantastic vision. I didn't, I mean, I was, you know, we were watching from the TV, we can see the whole, pretty much the whole pitch and I didn't even spot that ball and he did yeah. from there. It was just unbelievable. And, you know, McGinn again, you know, played, played really well in terms of his uh, defensive work and, and running off the ball, but again, was a bit loose with his passing. And, you know, again, McGinn probably, and McGinn's another one, if he doesn't play, you know, if he's off, off his game or hasn't played in a while, he, he can, he can do that. He can have loose passes and not quite be at it. And you saw that with the shot, I think, um, as well. Yeah. So it's just, just the final third decision-making as well. We've got there's a number of other, dis, other, uh, points in the game where we've got in really good positions and, and we could have done better. It's just, 
you know, we're not quite out of it, which is understandable. You know, we've, yes, we've, we've had, you know, you can say it's a mini break, winter break, whatever, but when you're not playing matches and you're not, you're not together, it does, it does affect you. So I always went into this game thinking, you know, whatever we get is a bonus in terms of, you know, if we get a draw or a win, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Just try and keep it tight and, and keep the score down as much as possible. Cause I thought we'd be struggling a little bit and we did look a bit tired. The key now really is, as Dolan said, is just to push on against Newcastle and make sure we win that game. If we don't win that game, then, you know, then it's, um, it's a bit gutting this result, I think, uh, but I'm hoping this result doesn't define our season. I don't think it will. Um, there's, no. we've got some, we, 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 it's sort of worked out well for us in terms of the fixtures now because Tottenham and Everton have been, uh, postponed. Now we've got a good run of games where we've got a, a good chance of picking up some good points and continuing our momentum. Um, you know, we went on, we went on, um, Saturday, we're on 29 points. We're in eighth position and we've got, still got one or two games in hand on most of people, most of the teams above us, uh, and could easily be, you know, easily looking again at top six, which is where I think we should be aiming at. But, you know, Aaron's right. Yeah. You know, there's that quality on the bench is, is what's stopping us at the moment. Um, Algarzi and Troy have stepped up in recent times. I thought Troy played really well today going yeah, forward. Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> Defensively, obviously, it was difficult. But I, again, I think that was a tactic. And, you know, talking about us sitting back, I think you could see today we, we didn't really sit back at all because Troy and Grealish were still we're still sort of staying up high up the pitch for the counter-attack, which is not something you do if you're sitting back. So this is why, which is why Foden was getting one-on-one with cash all the time. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not too downhearted about the result, just gutted for the lads of how hard it worked. And, you know, you could, you could, another day, if that first goal doesn't go in, then the game goes on. City get frustrated. They pour more men forward. There's always a chance, especially when you've got someone like Grealish and Ollie Watkins, who I thought again, played really well today as well. Yeah, Dolan, I know, I know you don't scroll social media. You stay off the AVFC hashtag, as you've said. But at halftime, I looked, looked on Twitter and people were having a little pop at Traore, saying that he doesn't trap back, which we all, we all can see. His work rate isn't actually isn't the best going going backwards. But I absolutely adore him. I, do. I think he's an absolute maverick, that, that touch he made yeah, and then got true. himself through on goal. I think, he's, I think he's a real wild card and a real useful player for us to come in and out the team. Yeah, no, first of all, before I ask that, I just want to say if, if Joystick Media wants to come on the show at any time and, and uh and talk about Mings and and um and let everyone know why he thinks he should be dropped. Um but by all means he can come and take my place after the game on, on um on Saturday and 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 he can he can give he can give a he can give his rundown about why he thinks Mings is such a bad defender because I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. So joystick mate, come on anytime, mate. You you can you can take my place. Um yeah, Troy, great. Great player, man. Um, he, as you said, he's a maverick. He, you know, he sort of, he, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, he, you know, he's just got flashes of absolute brilliance. And, um, you know, looking at that, I think maybe he's so unfitted. He's so unfitted. But um, that, 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 that effort when he, when he, when he took the ball down and skinned the Bruyne and came onto his left foot and, and had a go, um, you know, it was kind of Crystal Palace-esque when he hit the post. Um, uh, on Boxing Day, but no, he's looking good. He's looking good. He's certainly going to be a player. I think he's the kind of player that once he properly settles, I think next season he could be, he could be he could be unreal. He could be really like seriously unreal. Um, because he's still he's still uh, you know he's still a bit raw. He's still coming up to the pace of the game. I think he's still. I don't think he's probably had to work as hard 
in terms of tracking back. Um, when you play for the likes of Leon and even Ajax, when you're the kind of big, the big fish in, in the small pond, you don't really have to, to work as much um, on your defending. And I think he's learning that side of the game now under Dean Smith. Um, so once once he gets that down to once he gets that down to the tee, I think he's going to be. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be a real, real top top player for us. Yeah, I should say that obviously everyone is entitled to, to their opinion on players and we, we all rate different players. We all think different things about different players. But Aaron, it does seem mad at the moment to, to be calling anyone out, especially Tyrone Mings, because quite frankly, I know you could judge he's made a mistake. That that would be, It's not my opinion. It would be someone else's opinion. But how many goals did he prevent in that first half mm. and in the second half before that moment? He, he was having a great game until then. Yeah, he was he was colossus tonight, and I, and I think anybody criticising him or, or saying that he needs dropping and that we should sell him uh, need I mean, to give their heads a, need to give their heads a good old wobble because uh, I, I don't know what they're seeing because I thought he was phenomenal tonight and has been consistently I think this year. Yes, he's got those like few little mistakes in him, and he's got those little kind of arrogance moments where he's a bit lacklustre and he's a bit delayed and he's a bit cash, but. All in all, he's a fantastic defender and, and, and that boy does not need dropping from this side. Um, and I think that goes for a lot of them as well. You know, look at the stick that Target got uh, end of last season, beginning of this one. All of a sudden, he's now, you know, being called phenomenal, wonderful, mm-hmm. talented player. What a, what a boy he is. Um, you know, I, I just just hitting on the Traore one there with, with, with Chris saying that, you know, I, I agree. I think Traore's got some real flair and some real talent. I think the fact that he doesn't have to work as hard down that right-hand side because of Matty Cash. I think Matty Cash overcompensates for him. Um, yeah. And and Matty Cash is that good. You know, I, for me, he's the signing of the season. Pa, pa Martinez, he is the signing of the season. Matty Cash has changed our bat line completely. And everything that happens up that right side is, 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 is down with Matty Cash. I think he's phenomenal. And I think because he is so good, Traore kind of is put in this position where maybe he is told to be a bit more freestyle and and maybe told not to track back so much because they trust Matty, Matty Cash to do the job. Um, but I think Traore's class. I mean, that touch tonight was just, you know, he finishes that off and Traore is goal of the season. Absolutely no, 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 no doubt about 100%. it. You know, um, he is very one-footed and I agree with Chris there. You know, he is one-footed, but he's still settling in, you know. Look at look at the stick that Trez got at the beginning when he when he joined us. You know, he wasn't good enough, nowhere near the level that we need to be playing. And now everybody loves Trez and he's a workhorse and he's, you know, he's everything that we need on that right wing par is finishing. And I think Trey Orway will come good. Um, he's a very talented boy. He's got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of gas. And I think he knows the game and what he wants to do. I think he knows what he wants to do. Um, it's just sometimes I think he needs to continue developing and, and adjust to the life of the Premier League because, you know, it is very different to Leon, very different to Ajax. You know, we, we play a completely different standard of football over here. So I think he'll come good, mate. Give him another six months, a good pre-season, and next year he'll be flying. And to be fair, if the coaching staff saw something of him not putting the work in that he was required and the work that he was asked, they wouldn't play him. So, so like you say... Yeah. The fact that he's given a bit more leeway, he probably is tactical. I think I, I think that's a, a really, really good point. And Omar, we move on to the, the red card to Dean Smith. I mean, I don't know how many managers have been sent off in the, in the Premier League in the last few years since that rule introduced. It feels like we're probably the first, which is quite fitting because we seem to be the first for everything. But I know that Villa have like quite a, a high code of conduct where the, the coaching staff and the manager, they don't, they, they don't back chat the referee lightly because they know know that that referee is going to be taking them on again at some point in the future. So I know the coaches have a very, very careful with how they speak to officials normally. 
Dean Smith to have obviously said something that's got him a red card. I guess that shows the velocity of of how wrong wrong he feels would have been done there. Yeah. Have you have you, have you seen what he said? He's uh, I saw it flash up on the screen. He said, I thought they would go over to the VAR screen. I saw the incident and saw it was kicking off. So I asked the fourth officials, did they get juggling balls for Christmas? <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's you can't brilliant. get a red card for that. I, I take a red card for that. That's a, you that's can't a great get him on for that. Yeah, that is what he said. You can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. They, they surely understand why he's aggrieved. Like, it's obvious why he's aggrieved. I, I mean, I, I was think, sitting there thinking, why, why are Man City players celebrating so much? Like, yeah, it's no going to be given offside. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I, I don't understand. And then, you know, finally they're about to kick off. And then Dean, Dean Smith's obviously like, what the hell's going on? Why haven't, why hasn't that been given offside? And again, people can be like, oh, your manager should know the rules and all this kind of stuff. I'm seeing some of the comments. But again, no one knows the Premier League rule book off by heart. And the reason Tom why. Julian does. Tom Julian does. Tom Julian definitely Tom does. Julian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, well, yeah. He does. He'll have it out next to him, I'm sure. But, um, you know, um, the way managers and players play the game is they base it on evidence in terms of what they see in the game. So years of experience of Dean Smith being a manager, nine and a half, nine point nine times out of ten, that gets given offside. It doesn't go there's no VAR involved because the player it would get given offside, Rodri would stop doing what he's doing, uh, and then that's it, you you start the game again. And so he's he's obviously fuming and yeah, I mean to be honest, I mean, does he, does he, is he in the dugout next game? Does that mean he's out? Of the game? Get does he get, does he get a ban? Although, was it, was it not, was it not? It, yeah, it was like, it, it wasn't straight red. It was, it was no, a I think it was. I think it was. No, I think he got a straight red. Can, can, you, appeal, can you appeal? Um, I'm yeah. sure getting sent off, or is it? Does can he get to VAR? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we give it to VAR, he'll get you banned for the rest of the season. It'll be, it'll be like, it'll like, uh, it'll be, it'll be like uh, John Gregory days or Martin O'Neill days when John Gregory used to sit in the stands and watch the oh, game, or Martin O'Neill that Fulham game when he sat in the stands and celebrate when Sean Maloney scored. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it will make it work because Dean Smith will be able to see the game better and be able yeah. to make some tactical masterstrokes. But yeah, I mean, it's I can see why he's, an, he's annoyed. I mean, end of day, we're all annoyed. We're all still sitting there thinking, what the hell's going on? I'd be fuming. I'd be, I'd be punching the linesman, to be honest. I, I think so. I think, I think he did well to restrain himself and get a good joke in there. So, fair yeah. play to him. Connor, Connor Weber says that, that it can't be appealed. So, let's see what, um, <laughs> see what Agent does. This is the problem, though. Referees in football, more than any other sport, are just untouchable. You cannot say a word to them. Yeah. You cannot, yeah. cannot criticise them. Goalkeepers there, there's, and there's no... Yeah, exactly. There's no responsibility for anything. There's no accountability for anything. Uh, you know, Premier League will come out and pick out a statement after the game, and that's it. No one, no one can say anything. That's it. They're like in a rule, a law unto themselves. It's ridiculous. There's, it's, it's got to change. This season show that I think, and that's not just a Villa. Speaking from a Villa fan, every single fan will say that they've all had decisions which have been ridiculous this season, and they look, can't look say look it to the referees. The Burnley, the Burnley against Leeds before Christmas. Remember the keeper rushed out and claimed the Burnley player. From behind, yeah. with his knee, mm. it Burnley score, uh, and the penalty or the goal doesn't get given. It's just yeah. like it's it's unbelievable. Like I mean, somebody should do a montage of of um of 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 horrific decisions this year because I don't understand. If I if I was the head of the refereeing board, I'd be looking at that tonight, going, "This is shocking." Like I'd be embarrassed. I, I I'd you 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 you'd call. Uh, some sort of emergency meeting because it it's not working. It doesn't work, and I guarantee if if a poll was to was to come into football, it'd be interesting to see if I say and what people say in the comments in the comments box. If you could get rid of VAR tomorrow, would you get rid of it? Hundred yeah. percent. 
Yeah, I was a I was a big backer of it. Big backer of it. I was so, I couldn't wait for it to come in. And there's no it's just ruined the absolutely ruined the game. It's ruined, ruined the game. Absolutely ruined the game. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, Ruben games when we're in the stadium, but now we're having to watch every game on on TV as well. I don't know whether I can't work out whether it's worse or better. I can't work out whether it's annoying me more now. I'm actually seeing it happen live and seeing what's going through, or whether it annoyed me more at the games where I was just oblivious to what was happening and you, you're literally just waiting for it to come up on the screen. I think Aaron, one of the things that I mean, I label this at John Moss specifically. To be fair, is it, it's the arrogance you mm. could see on his face as he's yeah. sending Dean Smith off. He, he loves it, and he. He's, and he's protected. And he'll go home tonight and he'll, he'll have his takeaway and he'll referee a game at, at the weekend in, in the FA Cup. And his life hasn't changed. But these decisions are costly for football clubs, aren't they? Yeah, abs- yeah absolutely. And it comes down to what Omar said. You know, it's they, they do have this kind of um, untouchable feeling about them. And, and, and they know that regardless of what's said against them, it'll either be claimed as a fine for the person that said it. It'll either be thrown against them. Um, and, and kind of they'll get support from from the referees association and, and and all of that sort of stuff just 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 makes them pretty untouchable. And John Moss is uh, typically, I mean, he's a typically top four bias referee. You know, you've watched the games over the years, and, and he loves for the top four. <laughs> you know, there's no doubt about it. And and I think any any opportunity to 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 make himself look like the big dick, he will do that. And he did that with Dean Smith, absolutely, like you said. You know that smirk. He asked, I don't know why he has to do that, but he does it, and, and, and he has done it for many years. I think what the problem is with the referees at the moment, and, and has been for some time, is that they, they're, they're incredibly inconsistent. And I don't know where they all get their coaching badges from and they all get their refereeing qualifications from, because quite frankly, it, it seems that they're all getting them from different, completely different areas of the game and, and from different people and from different boards and from different kind of accreditation places. And, and the introduction of VAR has, has just made all of their mistakes and all of their inconsistencies uh, untouchable. And I, I, I don't know, mate, I'm, I'm lost for words, really, when it comes to VAR. I'm just so sick of it now. I really am sick of it. And, and not just for Villa, you know, for all the other clubs that are losing out on, on, on decisions and decisions that shouldn't be happening, you know. The, the, meant to be clear and obvious, but there's so many decisions that have gone against clubs using VAR this year that weren't clear and obvious. So why was VAR used in the first place? You know, um, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, it's supposed I to cut mistakes out. It's supposed to cut mistakes out. But yeah, what it's doing is actually highlighting the mistakes even more so. It's yeah. actually making the mistakes yeah. more prevalent. Yeah. But the thing is, I once, once it's here, it can't go away because, you you know, what if, what, what if it goes away tomorrow and then... Next week, there's a there's a really shocking decision by the linesman or by the referee, and then everyone's going to go, well, that would have been spotted by VAR, so bring it back. So I think now it's in, it's in, it's here to stay. And for me, it's it's completely ruined the game. It's completely well, ruined the game. If, if, they're, if they're going to keep it in, then, then there needs to be some sort of independent there's third party. Yeah, an independent yeah. third party who are basically regulating all of it. Because at the moment, Mike Riley, who, by the way, was one of the worst referees in the Premier League anyway when he was refereeing, is now in charge of everything. You've got, and, and the thing is, not just about Villa as well. You know, John Moss today, he's not fit enough to referee. And I, I don't mean that in terms of the song that everyone sings. I mean, literally, he's not fit enough to referee. And it wasn't just us. Man City had about four corners that he didn't give because he couldn't see, he wasn't keeping up with the play and couldn't see it. You know, that, yeah, that, yeah. it's not good enough. He can't, there's no way he, he should be a, an elite professional referee. There's just no way. And there needs yeah. to be a review of this. There needs to be a change. There needs to be an independent third body involved. Um, and, and just make it if they're going to use it and they have to as Donald says it's out of the box now they have to use it they just need to 
need to make it better because end of day this is a this is a fan sport and you we've seen it now for for the last however many months without fans it's, it's nothing sport it really is uh without fans it's, it's a terrible sport it's not the same so if they're going to ruin it for the fans then it's just only going to go one way yeah, yeah for me for me you're right VAR has to stay uh, but it but a few things need to change the referees need to referee the game VAR needs to be ran by a third party constitution or a third party group that don't have any interaction with the referees no friendships no bias relationships nothing like that just a completely neutral party that operate VAR because VAR the, VAR itself the system is effective and can be effective. It's the people pressing the buttons and it's the people making the decisions to use the VAR or not to use it in those circumstances. So I think that's what we have to try and do. And, and that has to iron, that has to be ironed out sooner rather than later because we can't keep going on with games and seasons and seasons forward when, when there's so many decisions that aren't going people's way, you know, bad decisions being made, VAR being used incorrectly. It's just not good enough. And it takes the complete enjoyment out of what football is and why we all love the game. And, and, and when crowds are back in the stadiums and crowds are no longer cheering because the team scored a goal because they're waiting for the purple lettering to come up on the board, you know, we can't, we can't continue like that. So something definitely needs to change. Yeah, let's move on a little bit from VAR because, I mean, we do end up talking about it every week because we do, most yeah. weeks something affects us. This is the problem though, isn't it? Yeah, because that, now, now, you, yeah. now you're talking about, uh, we've been talking half an hour probably about, maybe more about, the refereeing decisions and VAR and we've taken completely not even talked about how good the performance was and even you know City played really well you know they're probably the best team in in the league at the moment and and yeah, you know we we did really well and they 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 are flying you know they've won what's a six games in a row or seven games in a row you know they're six, they're yeah, yeah they're, they're just unbeatable at the moment they're so good at the back and we're not talking about them we're not talking about Villa and how well the players have done Matt Target we've you know we've mentioned him for a little bit he was probably a man of the match we haven't mentioned any of that because VAR and refereeing has absolutely ruined the game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. I mean, let's talk about. Let's move away from from the game a little bit now and talk talk about transfers. Obviously, Conor Harahan's ended up going to Swansea on loan today. I mean, I'm really starting to hate January. Every January, my favourite player goes on loan somewhere. So that's the second year running that that's happened. But we've talked about the bench already, Dolan, and and how like the bench was looking. It looks like we're going to be getting. Is it Samson or Samson? I can't remember his name, which is really Samson, important. Yeah. Dancing from uh, from from Marseille to to replace Connor and I've been someone can let us know in, in the chat. I've, I've seen things on Twitter about McGinn. He's suspended on Saturday. I'm not sure whether that's true or not at the moment. But if he is, we need to get that over the line pretty quickly because again, there's four defenders on the bench tonight, tonight Dolan, isn't there? And you don't yeah, need, you're not going to need to bring on a whole back four in a football match. Yeah, the bench is woeful tonight. But again, I don't know why we're letting somebody go and bringing somebody in. I think we need to add bodies. We need to let we need to, you know, players, you know, all. No disrespect to people like Neil Taylor and, and you know Elmo, but you know we we're we're, we're kind of looking at a better quality of player now. And as you say, you, you turn to the bench and and there's nobody there's nobody on there at all. There's nobody on there to change the game. And when I mean, you're two right backs like, on the bench tonight. Exactly. When you're looking at someone like Ramsey to come on and try and affect the game, although he did very well and he's a really good player and he had a great chance, um, you're asking a lot of a kid to come on against Man City and, and try and affect the game when you take off someone like like Ross Barkley. So. I just think we're massively short. I think we're massively short up top as well. Um, you know, people are saying, "Oh, you know, Wesley's back in training," but it's going to take another two, two and a half months to get back up to up to match fitness. You know, we looked a bit rusty after after two weeks off. He, he's yeah. had he's had thirteen months of 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 not playing football, and um, mm. and it's uh, I just I, I don't I, I don't understand. I would have kept her hand and 
Listen, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs. If someone like Sanson comes up, I've, I've never seen the guy play, but if somebody like him comes up at a, a at a great at a great price, then then you're obviously gonna you know a Smith said you're obviously gonna go and, and and take it. But I can't I can't understand why why we're not throwing fifteen to seventeen million euros at, at, at a striker. You know, don't understand why we're not going in for someone like even like, like a Josh King, just somebody that can come on that has a goal threat because we don't have any goal threat in the in the in the team and. Um, Again, I was a little bit surprised not to see Louis Barry. I'd love, I'd love to have seen Barry on the bench. I'd love to have just thrown him on. You know, a little, little bit, little bit surprised that he that he wasn't there. Um, I think, um, I think he's, you know, he scored one, he scored one goal. It was a great goal um, at that. But I, 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 I'd love to see him in, in around that bench because, as you say, he's he's going to affect the game more than having two two right backs. You know, he's going to make more more of an impact than than bringing on than bringing on um, Gilbert or or um, or um, El Mahamani. Well, why would you put on? Two right backs doesn't make any sense. Nah. So we're massively, massively missing a goal scorer. That's no discredit to Watkins. I thought again he was brilliant tonight, and he brings so yeah, much. He really to the team. was so so. Much um, and uh, even though he's not scoring, he's doing a lot. He's doing so much, so much good work. Um, but I just think we need another goal scorer just to give him a hand, just to take the burden off him a little bit because it's an awful lot to ask. You know, I said, I've said this before. It's a lot to ask the brain. You know, a record signing, thirty million pound player, coming from the championship. He's only had two seasons in the championship, and um, this time, three, four years ago, he was he was playing at Exeter. So, to expect him to lead the line and score 15, 20 goals um, is, is a big ask. But he needs some help, and unfortunately, we haven't got a goal scorer at the club, apart from Watkins. No, I mean Watkins will score on Saturday. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll break his drought on Saturday. I really do, he does so much good work. I mean, he wins things. That he's got no right to win. He he actually cuts out a lot a lot of attacks from the opposition as well. But usually the, when Villa play the ball forward, and really some of the balls that we play, they should be coming straight back at us, but they don't because of Watkins. And the goals will come, won't they? Yeah, for sure. You know the, he he is a born goal scorer. We've seen that in the lower leagues. Um, I remember watching him at Exeter as a as my local club down here. You know you know he knows where the goal is. Um, and I think with Watkins, it's just a case of. Of, of keep going and, and keep doing what you're doing because there are 99% of his game that he is doing well and you can see that he's doing well and he's offering stuff that few strikers have offered us in, in recent years. Exactly. Um, you know, again, he's one of those players where we've got this dark corner of our fan base that are always quite quick to to shout him out for his faults and, and to say that he's not good enough and, 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 and kind of not really seeing all of those kind of skills and those qualities that he offers us. And, and, and he, he's, he's great. He's a very talented boy. He fits in lovely with the ethos at the club. He fits in lovely with the dynamics of our football. You know, he's well trusted by the manager. And I think people need to remember that trust is a huge thing with Dean Smith um, and the coaching and the coaching staff. There's this kind of uh, glue that, that players have with Dean Smith and Watkins has definitely got that. You saw that when he walked into the changing rooms on his first day at the club. Um, but Watkins is class and, and I think he will come good. And I, I agree with you. I think he'll get a goal on Saturday. Um, and I think the goals will come from then. You know, we've seen we've seen him score some some crazy goals already this season for us. You know, that goal against Liverpool where he came in from the left and cut in on his right and pings it into the top right and corner, you know, he, he has goals in him. Um, and people just need to give him time. He has only been at the club six months and he's come with a massive price tag. Um, but I agree with Dolan, you know, we we really do need to prioritise another front man and someone to support him and someone to maybe do all the things that he doesn't do. And and by that, I mean score lots of goals and plenty of them when we need a goal. Um, 
We don't need a player to come in and be another Ollie Watkins. We need a player who who knows where the goal is and perhaps has a few years' experience doing that um, at the higher level um, and someone to bring off the bench because we just don't have that at the moment. Um, I, I find it strange that we have so many defensive players on the bench when when the likes of Barry could be on the bench for a 10-minute yeah, spell at the end you know, to come on yeah. and maybe get a goal. Right. There's more yeah. chance of Barry getting a goal in the last 10 minutes than bringing on two defensive players. You know, they're not getting goals, but Barry could get a goal. There's a much more uh, improved likelihood that Barry would come on and get something. And I don't know why he's not being given that that position on the bench just, just to maybe have that option if we needed it. Um, and and that, that baffles me. But, you know, yeah. obviously there's a way of thinking at the club and, and they've got their kind of understanding of what they want to do and why they're doing it. Um, but for me, for sure, Sanson can come in. I'm gutted to see Connor go, but I don't think that one's really down to, to kind of the club wanting to get rid of Connor. It's more that Connor needs game time and he deserves game time. You know, he's a true pro and he deserves to be playing games and he wasn't a Villa. So good luck to him at Swansea this, uh, mm. this rest of the season. Um, but we do, need, we do need something up top for me. If Sanson comes, then he comes. But for me priority should have always been attacking player someone up top it has to happen needs to happen yeah i mean jonathan ridgeway just popped up on the top of the screen there he said sanson's playing for marseille right now yeah. so we'll be yeah, looking to get him in for the for the weekend which is obviously that that is what it is i mean you'd think mm. if he's playing it's not particularly close i yeah, don't know then, i'm not i'm not then, even it. I yeah, no for Bitsio marzano um the the journalist just said it's it's mm. it's getting close that was what like 15 20 minutes ago so yeah but then exactly. milner played for us for against then moved the next, yeah, next couple of days after Manchester. Correct. so Correct. You, you don't know do yeah. you Barkley, yeah. football yeah. no no one really knows everyone's guessing when even reporters in terms of yeah, when yeah. it comes when it comes that close to actually going or staying yeah i think we need to give sorry i think we need to give connor herhan a, a special mention dan i think you know um, an incredible incredible servant um just a great 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 player, people like him and James Chester will, will, for me, go down in, in, in Villa history for being, um, for just being real class acts and great players and, and um, great professionals. And, and they come into a pretty poisonous dressing room um, at, at that time and, and, and helped, help change the club, help change the, the, uh, the mindset and the atmosphere um, of the club. And, um, and he, you know, his, his numbers stack up for themselves. And, um, you know, he's a, he's just a, top professional and just shows you the man that he is he, he, he's, he isn't happy sitting on the bench um no. week in week out he wants to go and play football and you know he's just had he's just had a, a baby girl and he's going to go off and, and play football in swansea which is quite a quite a commute quite a trek so you know nothing but respect for the guy and um you know i spoke to him during the week and he and he said that they want him back for pre-season so um whether or not he'll be he'll be back back with us next season is yet to be yet to be seen but I think Swansea are getting a great player and, and I hope Swansea can, can come up now. It'd be, be great yeah. to see them back. It's a, let me Premier tell you, it's a, getting him in is a massive boost to, to their promotion push. That, that, that's a game changer. I think that gives them a, a big differential that probably a lot yeah. of teams around them don't have. I mean, Aaron, you look at look at his record, his goal output, his assist output in particular. I mean, without what he's done for the club, in fairness, we, we aren't where we are now. People will say that's probably a bit over the top, but it's not really people like him, Chester, Yedinat, Whelan. Without their contributions over the years, Aston Villa aren't riding high in the Premier League. Now, I mean, he's not playing. I, I get that. But what they've done to get us to this point is incredible. Yeah, totally, mate. And, and without players like Connor, you know, we, we aren't in the Premier League. It's quite simple, really. For me, we're still in the Championship, playing Championship football, fighting for top six and losing out on silly games. 
You know, Connor, Connor was the difference for us in those seasons, um, along with Jednat, along with Whelan. Uh, you know, you, you cannot fault the, the commitment and the loyalty that Connor's shown this club. You know, he, he loves the club. There's no denying that. We can see that. Um, but game time is important, and it's important to players like Connor who, who don't want to go down without a fight. And, and he deserves to be playing, and, and he deserves to, to, be, to be playing football and doing what he loves to do. Uh, some players... T- I could name a few at the club, perhaps um, quite happy to just sit on the bench and, and sit in the background and pick up their £40,000 a week and not play and not really be bothered and have <coughs> no love for that club that they're involved with. But Connor isn't like that. And, you know, um, I think the influence that he gave a lot of the young players, you know, particularly Jack, particularly uh, who else did we have in those younger days? Yeah, I mean, you could name half a dozen players that Connor's had a huge influence on in that dressing room. Um, you know, he's a calm head. He's a, he's, a, he's a top professional, and I wish him all the best. And um, if he is to come back next year uh, for for another season with us, then then I would totally welcome that. I I feel like he won't. I feel like nah. he'll get a, get a hunger for the games at Swansea and feel like he's got something else to give another club. Um, but regardless, he goes down as a true professional and, 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 a, and a true gent in my eyes. And I think the club are very lucky to have had him over the years. Yeah, I mean, he's 13 in a few months. Uh, he he won't, simply won't want to come back to Villa and sit on a bench. It's not in his character. It, it, it's not his attitude. I mean, his numbers just flashed up on the screen. Um, uh, incredible numbers, really. And for what started off as one and a half million and rose to two million when we got promoted, he's been a bargain. And also, even at the end, in the back end of last season after lockdown, mm. he got, he got mm. assists for so many important goals. And we don't stay up last season without that. No, no way. No way. And, you know, we've had so much trash over the years, especially <laughs> the last 10 years in terms of players. You know, we have, and we've had some yeah. absolute jokers who've been an embarrassment to our club. And, you know, we spend big money at them. You know, and I'm not, not digging out Lansbury here. And I'm just, you know, I'm just having a joke around just earlier. But, you know, we signed him at the same transfer window. And you've seen how the two of what they've done for our club. And we've, you know, in terms of value, pound for pound signing, you know, he, there's not been many better than him in the last 10 years. But I think as a Villa fan, it's a good thing that he's going. And, and I say that because it shows you where Villa are as a club right now. Yeah, uh, Because Conor Harahan, fantastic player, did an amazing last season for us. And everyone was wondering whether he'd be able to step up. And he, and he did in certain games. But I think at the same time, you know, he's suited to a certain type of game. And he's very much, I think, at, at this age stage of his career, very much a, probably a lower premier, lower table Premier League standard, maybe top top two or three championship player. That, that's where that's where he's at his level. We're obviously trying to get higher than that and we're progressing nicely and we're on a journey. It's, it'd be nice to have him in the squad because I think he's a great character and obviously people like Jack love him and, and he's good for uh, morale. And, and in certain games, you know, against, like, for example, Newcastle this Saturday, I think he'd be, yeah, a good, he'd be, an ideal. Good, good, it'd be an ideal for that kind of game. But I think at the same time, you know, you got to trust in Smith and the team. They know what they're doing. Um, Smith hasn't favoured him that much this season. Uh, Ramsey's been ahead of him in the pecking order. Kind of Harrowan, at the age of years, he's going to want to play games. So it makes sense. And, you know, he's obviously gone to Smith and said, look, I need to go. And Smith, the man he is, has respected that. And, you know, they're probably, he's probably not happy. With, they're probably not happy with each other. But he said, fair enough, go play games, even though we're going to leave ourselves short. And I think we must be fairly confident that we're going to get midfielder in. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think Morgan Sanson, you know, I think... He, he's a different level type of different level of player to to Conor Haran. Um, you know, he's he he was very much a hot prospect in France and um, did really well early in Montpellier when he played for them. And it's early on in Marseille, he did really well and he sort of lost his way and sort of changed his role a little bit in terms of how he plays. But we need competition because at the moment, if McGinn, Barkley, or Louise get injured, we've got we've got no one. Nakamba comes in, he can do a job. 
Ramsey comes in, he can do a job, but they're not. It's not good enough for where we want to be. So we need someone who can play to a certain level, and, and Sanson can do that. You know, he's one of Marseille's best players, even though he hasn't performed as as well as he can do over the last few months. But he can play in that number eight position. He can play in number six, and he can play in number ten. So he can cover so many positions in midfield. So you can understand the thinking behind it. And in the, the day, that's what we've got. We've got a team. But, you know, the recruitment team, Langer, McKenzie, all these people involved, this is what they're looking at. They're looking at attributes, they're looking at stats, they're looking at performances, they're looking at all these different aspects and trying to improve the team. So this is part of that process. This is the this is the journey we're on. There's going to be players who are going to leave our team who we love, uh, who have been such a massive part of our, uh, you know, revival. And Connor and Chester are two of them. You know, without them, like you said, there's no way we go up. But at the same time, it shows you that we're progressing nicely and we're and like I said, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it means that we're heading in the right direction. Now, whether Sanson's a good enough player and does well, who knows? There's still, you know, it's football. But I, at the same time, I understand why we've gone for him. Um, it makes sense. And hopefully he can come in and give us a, a different option because, you know, we're gonna, we've got 22 games left now. The midfielders are working so hard. We saw today, we need someone else off the bench, as everyone said. To come in and midfield is that jo- is that position where you need legs. Um, yeah, you know, and I I, talk, I sort of understand you know the I'm sort of going to disagree with you with with you all three of you actually in terms of Louis Barry why he's not. Yeah, I understand the, the clamour for him to be in the team, but at the same time he scored a, a great goal against Liverpool, but he was up up against an under 23 defender and up against an under 23 yeah. goalkeeper. And I've seen him play quite a few times this season. Uh, on, on, you know, whenever, whenever we've been able to, and he's played mainly on the left, and he's he's, drift, he's been out of games, drifting in and out of games, but he's scored goals and he's a goal scorer. But he's he's not, he's still young, and it's a different level the Premier League uh, compared to compared to what, what he's playing at the moment. And the, the, Dean Smith and the team, Mark Delaney, Boateng, they know their players, they know whether he's ready or not. That's true. You know, they, they haven't been hesitant to put Jacob Ramsey in. You know, he's he's come on against Man City today. He's come on against Man United. You know, when, when we needed a goal, Chelsea, you know, we, they've trusted him to do that. There's no reason why they wouldn't trust Louis Barry to do that. And with, with Almo with and Gilbert on there, the reason why I think they've put Almo on there is because he can play right wing. And then that means you've got Troy and Algarzi who can all play up front as well if we needed to, if Watkins was struggling or whatever. Now, it's not ideal, don't get me wrong. It's not where we want to be. Uh, we definitely need a striker, I agree. But I can see the thinking behind it. Um, and I can see why Louis Barry hasn't. Hasn't been included in the in the first team squad. Or be, I'd love him to be in the team, but it is what it is. That's a good far point. too far too sensible, far far too reasoned. You're not going to no. be invited onto onto this show ever again. <laughs> to be honest, Omar. Sorry, how, dare you, how, how, dare how dare you come on this show and disagree with us all, and then speak absolute sense? I'm not having <laughs> that. Sorry, <laughs> we should probably end. We should probably end with someone talking sense because it's not often that we get the luxury of doing that on the Villa View. We will be back on Saturday for the post-match point after the Newcastle game. Could actually end up being John Terry against Steve Bruce if Dean Smith isn't allowed in the dugout. We'll point you towards what we've talked about at the the top end of the show as well about the Jack Ryan passing last week. Massive Villa fan watcher of this channel. Please, please, please. The link will be in the description. Please go and sign the petition to make Battersea Bridge safer. We don't want this happening to, to anyone else. Absolute tragedy. Tragedy. And again, we send our condolences to Jack's family and friends. As I say, we'll be back on Saturday. Up the Villa. Let's hope for three points then. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.